I think that's really beautiful to think of silent night as silence or space to breathe, not as the absence of something, but as the presence of someone who loves us. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. We're doing a series on the stories behind our favorite Christmas carols. At the start of each of these four episodes, you'll hear a clip of the carol, then a story read by our lovely producer, Kara Culver. The most recorded carol of all time had humble origins. It was written in a tiny village in Austria by Franz Xavier Gruber and Joseph Moore, churchmen who wanted a simple song to perform for Christmas. Since the organ had been damaged by flooding, it was performed with accompaniment by the guitar and was later performed by groups of traveling folk singers, spreading it around the world. But perhaps the most famous place the carol has been sung was also the most unusual, the trenches of World War I. In December 1914, hostilities had died down between battles as tense English, French, and German soldiers waited for the next bout of gunfire. But on Christmas Eve, what they got instead was an unexpected ceasefire. In certain places along the line, enemy soldiers ventured into no man's land to play games, exchange gifts, and celebrate together as best they could, knowing that in a few days, they would resume fighting against each other again. Many men recounted the beauty of the familiar Christmas carols that were sung among the soldiers. The Englishmen's God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, the French with their boisterous Cantique de Noël, and Silent Night in its original German. Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child. Holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. It was a song from a simpler time, first performed at a midnight mass on Christmas Eve in a small village church, sung a century later over the bloodied, disease ridden trenches and hopes that there would be another silent night again soon. This story is from the article Four Beloved Christmas Carols and the True Stories Behind Them, posted by Crosswalk.com. A link to the article will be posted in the show notes. We all long for things to be able to say, all is calm, all is bright. But all is crazy, all is busy might feel more true. Has this year been more calm or chaos for you? And what helps you find calm even in the middle of all the chaos? Um, both. It's been it's been crazy and busy, but calm and even in the midst of chaos. And I think the game changer in that is that I'm at peace. Even when there's chaos, even when there's still things that are unresolved. In life, I feel at peace. And that to me is the biggest 
success or Christmas gift ever is to have that peace even in the midst of hard times. Yeah. I'm I'm in the calm. I've been in the chaos for a very long time and I'm in the calm. And honestly, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am trying to figure out my new normal and to step back into all the things that I love and to do all the things that I have put on the shelf for many, many months. And so I'm in my silent night. Mm. I really am. And I'm trying to give myself grace and permission to remain in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. In our last episode, we talked about both and. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I think calm and chaos is how it feels right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In my world. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of us, that's life, right? Yeah. We catch our breath and then something else happens. And then that passes and we're at peace again and then something changes. And so I think maybe the only consistent thing about life is change. Yeah. That. We're going to be in the middle of both calm and chaos as long as we're on this earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, I think about these soldiers who, what their daily experience is, is very, very hard. Mm. And here's this one night. They're all sitting around and they have this moment of calm where they can connect with each other, where they can take a deep breath. And I wonder if in the midst of that, Even then, were they waiting for the other shoe to drop? Were they able, in the midst of battle, to be able to fully appreciate that moment? Because I think sometimes I can't, Mm -hmm. is is what I'm getting at, is that in the midst of the calm in that moment, am I able to fully participate in that and say, okay, Father, it's been an extended battle. And all of a sudden, I've stepped into a season where you want me to take a deep breath. You're inviting me to, can I? Yeah. I think that's valid, Suze. Like you said, you've been through three years of one unexpected thing after another. Hard Mm. things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hard things. I can see why you would be saying, okay, it feels like things are okay, but yeah. 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 I think that's very valid. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, don't you wish we could go back and see a picture of that moment? Because I think that to see these people being brothers at a time where they were enemies just hours before or days before, I just, I wonder if that changed the way that when they resumed on the battlefield, what that looked like for them, that if there was a difference, because I think that, you know, we feel like we're, we're fighting something and in this this sense, of course, in our lives. Now, we're not fighting against people, but we're fighting against a lot of things. But when we see people as human and real and they're a person with a family or whatever, and we see the humanity in people that might have caused us struggles, I think it's beautiful to have that moment of calm and realize Look, we're all doing the very best we can. And I'm going to enjoy this calm moment of seeing someone else and realizing this is, this is okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love thinking about this song in terms of relationship. I hadn't mm-hmm. ever done that before, but remembering, like you said, our humanity is what connects us. And maybe in a relationship, a silent night is what's yeah. needed as we go into a holiday season. Where in our world, there's still so much division. There's still wow. yeah. so many disagreements. There's so yeah. much room for conflict when mm-hmm. we sit down around the holiday table, even with people we love. but who may see the world very differently than Mm -hmm. we do. Maybe the gift that we say we're going to give is a silent night where maybe now's not the time Uh to talk about that issue. It's a truce. Or to bring up that, yes, maybe it's time Uh for a truce. Yeah, for for a night. Yeah. For a night to be able to say, I'm going to see you and I'm going to connect with you on the things that we both agree on that, or even just, both we both treasure or love because those things do exist, you know? Yeah. I'm going to set down my weapons and come out of my trench, my protective posture and my defensiveness. And I'm going to be vulnerable. Like we talked about on a recent episode and I'm going to remember we're all more alike than different in the end. Yeah. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we want to pause for just a minute and ask if we can have a spot on your Christmas gift list. What we're asking for is just for you to leave a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, because that is such a gift to us. It helps more people find us. And that would be such a blessing for us as we go into the new year. So if you can take less than five minutes, leave a little review, we would so appreciate it. Whenever I feel like that there could be tension, I come in tense. Mm. And there may not be any tension at all. This is the deal. I bring it in with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and. Something that was really helpful years ago is kind of I I had the Holy Spirit point out that when I walked in ready for a fight, when there might not be a fight, that the fight had already taken place in my heart. Mm. Like I was already beat up yeah, because I was ready for a fight. I came in with a chip on my shoulder. And so one of the one of the very practical ways that I, I found that helped me is when I walked in to say, Lord, if there's a chip on my shoulder, please remove it. And God, when I talk to this person, may it not be in anticipation of what they might say or they, what they might do. Help me to treat them like I would anybody else in the room. And what I found that, not that it got rid of all tension or it got rid of any but what it did is it changed me. Mm-hmm. And I remember someone saying something to me one time, and this was a person that I kind of had, would walk in just kind of braced, like, oh, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? Not that I would fight them, but I was fighting in my heart. But when I walked in thinking, Lord, help me to see them like I would anybody else. Mm-hmm. This person said to me, man, you're so lighthearted. Like, you're usually not lighthearted with me. And I I see you doing that with other people. And I've always wanted that. And I walked away thinking, well, crud, (laughs) you know, I walked in ready for a fight. And that created tension before anybody even had a chance to say a word. 
I don't know if that makes sense. It does. But I, I know that I've done the same thing, you know, walking into a family gathering or whatever going, oh, there's this, yeah, this thing. This could happen. Yeah. Or <laughs> this thing that hasn't been resolved. Act normal, act normal, be cool, be cool. And, you know, and I can say that there were a lot of times that there was no being cool. You know, (laughs) it was just, you know, it was, it was, I was intimidated instead of see, you know, just coming into a room and just being fully myself. Yeah. You know, I'm learning how to do that better. Yeah. I haven't mastered it, but I'm learning how to do that better. Well, and I love that the Lord shined the light on me. Mm -hmm. He didn't say... Oh, Susie, this person could say the wrong thing. It was like, hey, sis, you come in already in a battle. How about Mm. we resolve that battle before you walk in the door? You know? Yeah. It was gracious on his part, for Mm -hmm. sure. I'm thinking about the most famous lines from this song are, Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Yeah. And I wonder if we can even make that a mental, like, as we go through, like, okay, silent night. Is there a conflict that I need to lay down or is there noise in my life that I can quiet? Like, holy night, this is a season about Jesus. Like, how do I put him at the forefront? All is calm. Like, what do I need to be able to catch my breath and actually Mm -hmm. have peace in this season? All is bright. Like, what can I be thankful for today in the midst of everything? Like, Mm -hmm. almost mentally going through, Mm -hmm. you know, as a check-in. So good. It is good and practical. Yeah. Well, for me, um, as I go into this season, like we're fully here, we are fully in the season, we're fully at Christmas. You know, my prayer is that in this calm season of my life, that I allow myself to take a deep breath and appreciate and appreciate it, like fully appreciate it instead of waiting for the other shoe to drop to say, I have come out of a battle and I've been really tired and you have met me here. So, Lord, whatever you need to do inside of my heart in this moment, like I am wide open for all of it. Like not just a drop. You go ahead and just pour the whole bucket. I'll take it all. You know? Yeah. I think that's really beautiful to think of silent night as silence or space to breathe, not as the absence of something, but as the presence of someone who loves us, that we can find Jesus in the silence, that we're not in that alone. Because I think in our culture, silence can be uncomfortable. Like we are taught to have noise around us all the time. Yeah. And then when there isn't, it's like, oh, wait, something must be wrong. But to say, Jesus, meet me in the silence this Christmas season. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I think it's okay, too, to give ourselves permission in the calm to not try to feel that. Like, cause I got to tell you, I got a list that is so long of yeah. things that I have not done that I need to do. And, and I'm intentionally giving myself grace and saying, I am not going to, I'm not going to conquer all of this. I'm not, but I can step gently into one mm-hmm. or I can step gently into two and find joy there. You know? Yeah. Any thoughts as we wrap this up, ladies? This has been a good series. Yeah. I've liked it so much. We're sitting here with hot chocolate and um, the microwave didn't work. So I had to cook it on the stove. It tried to boil over. It was so funny. 
Um, but and, what, and everyone was supposed to wear ugly Christmas sweaters, <laughs> and I am the only one in an ugly Christmas sweater. I could not find one. <laughs> I feel so terrible because I know that that was probably my idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. I know it was my idea, and I'm at max capacity. My, like, I feel like everything, there's all of these things, and none of them I'm doing very well yeah, right yeah. now. So I have a sparkly rhinestone dog on right now. <laughs> and she looks hot <laughs> for the holidays. Y'all. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to not have a Saturday night. <laughs> we want to wish you a very... Merry Christmas, and we cannot wait to go into the new year with you for another season of More Than Small Talk. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.